Hey. Welcome to another episode of Nerd on the Podcast, where all levels of nerd are we're welcome. Here. Yes, we're here. Yeah, we are. My name is Tom. And I'm Josh. I'm Corey. And uh, today we, we, we got some we got an interesting conversation. We got an interesting topic that uh, I've been wanting to bring up for a while. And then when we we're talking about certain topics uh, to record in our new format, new year, um, this was something that kind of stuck to the wall when we we're throwing all the topics. And uh, obviously you're clicking on this, you're seeing the title and it's how not to be toxic in your fandom. And. Uh, it's an interesting long former, you know, form of conversation where we see what happens when, you know, certain people do things in a fandom online or in person that kind of ruin it for people. And I think we all have an example where that happens, where, you know, they terrorize stores or uh, actors or developers and it's not fun and it's not cool that, you know, if you enjoy something and now you get characterized because of the actions of other people and, you know, by no stretch of the imagination, are we the utmost gatekeepers, rulers. Of I'm like, not an expert. Is- are you? <laughs> no. Um, on how to do this, but these are some suggestive, uh, suggesting suggestions of like what you can do to kind of continue to have a positive community and encourage other people like friends or family or whatever you, uh, colleagues to continue to celebrate things because, you know, at the end of the day, pop culture and fandom is supposed to bring people together. Well, I mean, right? also mm-hmm. to kind of continue the thought is that, I mean, this is what nerd on was built on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a conversation that I think we've had within our, within our meetings, within, as we've grown, I mean, we're at like five and a half years as a show and yeah. we've grown. I think all of us individually have grown in the way that we even communicate to each other of like learning, like, Oh shit, that is kind of toxic, you know, like, Oh crap. I I'm sorry. Like, you know, it's, I think uh, me as a person, I've, I've learned a, how to communicate and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's what nerd built on and, and trying to learn and to be better about these kinds of things. That's why our catchphrase is where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yeah. So all levels, baby, all mm-hmm. levels. Uh, shall we do the business real quick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this episode as always is brought to you in part by the nerd nation that is powered by Patreon. Head on over to nerdon.tv backslash Patreon and, you know, check it out. There's lots of really cool things that you can get out of it. I think the favorite uh, that I've seen that people really like is joining that Discord. And when you're in that Discord as a nation member, you get secret channels just for you. Secret. Secret. But you also have full access to our whole Discord community to just talk. And there's a lot of cool people. Today, somebody shared a picture of a brisket they were cooking, and my mouth is now watering while talking about it. Uh, It's a really cool community, so check it out. Uh, Nerdon.tv backslash Patreon, and check out that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. And a huge shout out to our friends over at Odyssey. Uh, We are wearing their their headphones. Uh, They also have the great headset, the uh, Mobius and the Penrose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to Focusrite. Uh, We use their uh, Vocaster. Uh, It's their new product. Can't recommend it enough to to people. And Embody Audio. They they make uh, an incredible software called Immerse. And they just had, uh, they have new releases coming out all the time, like updates. Uh, they have a Final Fantasy XIV specific integration, um, but it's immersive audio. It's basically surround sound in your headphones. It's really cool. And it doesn't matter what kind of headphones you have. If you, even if you have those like earbuds, they still work. It takes the stereophonic uh, image and it it spreads it. Wraps a, it around you. Wraps it around you because most games like are- Like a sonic blanket. Yeah, because most games are actually, uh, they're mixed in 5.1. I'm going to attempt to explain, and it basically uses that and translates it into a stereo, but immerse. It's, 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 it's science. Science. So check them out, Embody. And uh, that's, I mean, that's a business. It's pretty short that's and sweet. Business. Here but, we are. Uh, we also have a dedication, right, Tom? Yeah, we yeah. do. 
Ooh. And this episode is, is something brand new, um, something that we want to celebrate. Again, it's always about celebration and positive and bringing people up. And we're going to start doing this with all our episodes going mm-hmm. forward. And we're going to dedicate this episode to Shiny Boomstick. Shout out. Boom. Shout and out. The, the the term other podcast shows do this, um, but uh, we're, I'm, I'm going to coin it. It's like you get our nerd on. Hey. hey! Oh my God! Am, am, am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong. Just <laughs> it's it's a positive Jeez. thing. Yeah, positive. not the way I use it. Like. Yeah. yeah. That's not what Tom usually means. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we can get right into the. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Bro, Josh. I'm sorry. Uh, That's just. Anyway, uh, we can get into the episode, and of course, you know something about toxic fandoms and and events that happen in it we, this this episode could like really spiral into a negative conversation oh yeah and we're not gonna we're not gonna we're gonna try to not have that and we're gonna start out first with why fandoms are great in the first place and share our experiences of it you bookend with positive yeah, <laughs> yeah. always bookend with positive sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Butt sandwiches for me. But yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a it's a good way to start a conversation about something. Start about something good. Why yeah. fandoms are great. Mm-hmm. Why are and, you and good? I, I, I'll start. I'll start us off with saying, like, I think the thing I like most about fandoms is collective excitement. Mm-hmm. So you know, whether it's the newest Marvel movie or like a new event that's going to happen in a comic book run or, or or anime or a video game that we know from like from a developer, we're all really excited about. Um, it's the excitement that you know you are having collectively with hundreds if not thousands of people all at the same time and even if it's not that like let's say it's just the love of you know the first scream movie and then all the horror fans are oh what a great you know homage to the classic horror storytelling in the visual format and uh you know it's that kind of thing where you know you can have the conversation with other people and then you guys could all get you know hot and bothered or you know get your nerd on about it and uh I, I, that's one thing i love so much about you know different fandoms not necessarily like you have to belong in one but you can participate in so many mm-hmm. of them Right. Yes. I mean, there's a, the, I mean, thinking about it some more and just kind of going further, fandom can also, I think the word is synonymous with like community, like they're the, the, uh, and communities that, I mean, it, it, my, when I, my brain thinks community, I'm like, that's a positive thing, but it's not always a positive thing. Um, but a community and you're a part of something like mm-hmm. you are, um, no matter what it is, no matter how, uh, you think I'm the only person that likes this. And then you get to meet people that like, you're like, Oh, cool. There's, there's more of my people, you know? And it's, um, (laughs) that is one of the, that's, that's one of the really cool things about fandoms is that community aspect of, of getting to, to get a nerd on about something, whatever it is. You know, yeah. When you when you meet someone, and you find out you have something in common. There's a fundamental understanding to an extent of of you know uh, what you can find common ground on. So like you know, I know I always bring it back to Magic the Gathering, but there is a positivity to that. It's these people who who all we all just like to build these things and share these things, and like for the most part, at least the communities that I've been a part of, it's really positive, and there's like a, a lot of support. Um, and to be hyper specific with magic as an example, you know, we build these decks and even if I'm losing, if someone's deck is popping off and doing what it's supposed to do, like I get excited about it because it's, you know, that feeling, you know, how it feels to be either, uh, on, on the other side of it and have your, have this thing that you've put yourself into in a sense, uh, kind of, kind of work. And so, you know, that, that, that same thing can be true for, for any sort of media or anything like that. You know, if I meet someone and they're like, uh, you know, what, what movies do you like? Oh, I like Lord of the Rings. I'm like, boom. All right. So I know where, I know where we are now. I know I, where we are in this conversation. I think about um, it in the, the aspect of, and I think probably both of you can relate to this is it's like, I remember being in high school and kind of being an outsider so to speak. I was, I was, a, I was a drama kid. I was a choir boy, choir boy. Um, and you know, I, I went to a small school and that was like, I was in this weird thing. And then I went to college 
and I was in a theater department and it's like you automatically have this thing with other people of my people. And like, I love what you said, uh, Corey, the jumping off point. It's like, once somebody mentions something, it's like, oh, we already have so much to talk about. We have already yeah. so much to relate on and, and like, cause that's what part of relationships are. It's like relating things that we like or don't like, or, you know, agreeing and, and disagree. And like, it's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. Anyway. Uh, something that Corey brought up and I want to kind of dive, take a small dive into it. You know, this is a podcast. So, you know, everyone here who's driving or do, you know, listening to this while they're working, you just sit back, holding your butts and enjoy. Um, Corey, you know, I think with magic, you know, I think most people can, you know, with films as well as theater, I think most people can, uh, find one person in real life that they kind of like can talk to. They're like, cool, we're both enjoying this thing. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. if it's a magic group, then it's three to four people. If it's theater, it's a whole company of people. Um, but I think the cool thing that ends up happening, and please kind of talk about it, is when you realize like, oh, I'm we're not alone in this. And we get to kind of react to how like the greater um audience is experiencing and so you know wizards of the coast is a is a company and so mm -hmm. they you know you're you're you were just one version of this small group of people in one town and that's happening in all these towns around you and stuff like that i think it's sure. an interesting thing where you guys are both experiencing that intimately between yourselves and then also seeing how the rest of the world reacts to it yeah it's um it's it's interesting because like yeah fandoms and communities as you're speaking of scale right so there's like the different tiers to that to those communities right <laughs> and that's where you start getting in the weeds of what we're going to talk about today is like as you start getting exponentially bigger in the community uh but like speaking as as far as the ones we have you know especially when i go up north i have my magic community that's like five or six people that you know we rotate in that anytime i'm in town we make sure we get together to play a magic game or something like that but then we have the greater uh, community of people was like when I used to go to tournaments and stuff like that, right? Like we're all there for different reasons. Um, and we're all connecting with about the same thing, but we all have different, you know, when you get to a group that large, you, you, you're guaranteed to have differing opinions on certain, certain, uh, if we're just talking about magic, certain cards, certain deck types, certain, you know, rulings, certain new cards that are coming out that Wizards has, has kind of, uh, shown. And the same thing can be true for, for film, you know, there's like people in your small community could love film as a whole, but then you start getting into the specifics like, oh, I'm excited about this movie. Someone's like, ah, maybe not as much, but you still have that common ground of, of loving film together. And I also find that that helps with, with conversations like that. Like, let's say, you know, Tom and I talk a lot of film and we don't always agree on a lot of things within film, but we're interested in hearing each other's opinions because we know it comes from this place of us loving film at, at large does that make does that i'm gonna say my catchphrase. does that make sense <laughs> I, that was i i'm saying does that make sense for myself um but like it it definitely smooths out the edges of of more um being willing to speak your opinion on something and knowing that it's going to be understood within that community you know well, that's... like i could talk to our community about hating certain strategies in magic that maybe someone plays but they'll be like yeah no i totally get it but i play it because i love it and you're like yeah, yeah great i mean it's like um I'll just use one that's kind of close to the heart of our our show that we've we've talked about with um, with Mikey. It's like uh, Harry Potter. The the mm -hmm. levels is it's like oh yeah, I read them when I was a kid. I read them multiple times, seen the movies multiple times, and then there's like I wrote fan fiction. Right. You know, it's like you get into the we and that's like that's with anything. And mm -hmm. that, I mean, like there's fan fiction of, of anything and it's like, and you can go even further. It's like, oh, I've read every arc of Superman or mm -hmm. like, you know, by every writer or artist or whatever. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, I just think that's really cool. It's just, I didn't know that like, okay. So like fallout 76 for me was like the first, like, uh, we played Diablo three together Yeah, and it was the first time that I ever really heard the term build. Hmm. Uh, and, yeah. and I didn't, if I'm honest, it, it, it all kind of went right over my head. It was like, here's a website, follow this. Got it. And then when I, when I was like, I was all on my lonesome, I was on my own into the wild world. And I was in Fallout 76. It was like, 
I remember when I first started, there was this guy that I found random. He's like, what's your build? What's your build? And at the time I was like, I don't, I'm just playing the game. My builds play the game. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you start like realizing like, oh man, this, this could be beneficial. This could be, oh, this works with this. Synergies, and baby. And this like, and like, oh, this weapon scale, like it, with Elden Ring, this weapon scales off of this stat. Oh, but this boosts that. And then, oh my God, it becomes this like, it's like homework. It's like when you learn a subject that you really like and you're like, oh man. And then this does this and oh. And then when you meet somebody that you knows enjoy. it. Yeah, and it's yeah, like right. not, it's not a chore. It's like, like diving into lore is is it, it, it like reading an instruction manual to something you don't give a shit about is not something that people that most people look forward to, right? There's some people who would like that like me reading on, I don't know, the extended lore of like, hey, Arnold probably wouldn't do anything for me. But for some people, they, that would do a lot for them. And, you know, that's that's something where if you enjoy one thing, the expression and the agency to allow yourself to to adventure as far as you can is something that should not be impeded on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. It's, it's, um, and like, and like the extension of that, of, being able to express yourself with it, mm. like the like Tom, even just behind you, like having the different things that you like behind you, and I I need to fix my frame, but not everything is in here. But there's it's just like, yeah, you like that thing, and you get to like. Corey likes to, nothing. For all the audio listeners, he's got a white wall. No, he likes white walls. <laughs> no, I, I I just have to be very specific about what I want to put there, and I haven't decided yet. Yeah, because it's behind you. I have all male wieners. It's in the shot. Paddington yeah, all male wieners. placed perfectly behind me. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's an expression. It's, yeah. Uh, talking about expression, I did like what you brought up too, where people start going to like fan fiction, right? And so I think that's something else, also a facet that's really cool about any type of fandom is, you know, what people take in their own hands, right? Like I know at the time of this recording, there's a lot of drama going on with OGL, right? With yeah. um, D and D Wizard of the Coast. Um, but in that vein, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, I'm not going to explain because we don't have enough time to do that. But just look up OGL D&D. You'll, you'll find it. Um, but artwork <laughs> oh, and and it. and product, right? So, um, you know, Wizards of the Coast magic product. Getting excited for the release date of certain product. Same thing with Funkos, right? That is like almost the epitome of like if you're not playing or not in, uh, interfacing with a fandom that has a physical product that keeps it going, like a, a TCG or like a video game or some of that. Funkos are kind of like your avatar to mm. uh, enjoy and purchase product that support the thing that you like. Um, same thing with cosplay and artwork, right? So, you know, as Josh was saying, there's fanfic, right? And so, you know, on the internet, the internet is a wild and vast place. If you want to see, like, I would, Matt, I would like to see, uh, you know, uh, uh, Solid Snake as a fox. And then you could do that if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, a, there's plenty of artwork out there in the world, but like you can make it your own and you can but, change it and you could see that stuff. Yeah. And it's also like, what's cool is it, it, when it's something that isn't as like popular and you get these, you get people that are out there that are just incredible artists that do like those things and they're making art and you're like, oh, cool. And it's not... It's not a Funko. It's not some like officially trademarked merch. You get these people that are expressing themselves with art for this thing. And it's like, it's, it's, yeah. the internet is a wild place. Yeah. You got <laughs> altars, you have, you know, Etsy is what it's made for. That's mm -hmm. exactly what Etsy was like made for. It was, was like fan made uh, creations. Um, I mean, it's also the epitome of like why fandoms are great for me experience wise experiencing it in real time. And I know I've talked about this a few times on the podcast was seeing Endgame uh, mm -hmm. in theaters or, or Infinity War in theaters. Like these huge, I, I mean, I, they are cultural events at this point. They're, they're big enough. Um, but like hearing, being a part of the live reactions of those films, and I won't go into specifics in case someone still hasn't seen it. Um, but like getting to be a part of that and even just, you know, maybe not even cheering myself at times and just like kind of listening to the crowd, like cheer or, or react or gasps and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of a cool moment to, to, 
to experience knowing that there's like a, a an entire room, an audience full of people who are feeling the kind of the same way you are, and yeah, uh, getting it's to a, experience that in real time is is a, it's an emotional thing. It, yeah, it's, it's a buzz. Cool. You feel it. Like you're like, oh man, everybody in this room is like. And I know the moment you're talking about, like there's a mo- yeah. there's several moments, but there's moments that happen and you, you hear the room breathe. It's like the yeah. whole room just like, is it yeah. about to happen? Is what I think and you, th- and is it what we all think is going to, it fucking happened. Yeah. And the whole room just explodes and just like, and that's with anything. I mean, it's with any, like you, you just like. Man, I got that during the last Spider-Man movie. There was some oh, yeah. there that I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. That was cool to be in theater for that. And when um, people notice the Easter eggs, like a whole room, like when you're you're like, you're seeing the signs and you're like, like what you, you bring it up, No Way Home. I There's one scene, I think, and there's some in the background and you just hear, do you see that? Is he and you just like a whole, like some theaters, like even near us are pretty You feel big. like you're a part of something. That's, yeah. that's really what it is. It's like, it's nice to feel understood in something that you're very passionate about. Right. So like, there's not a lot of people in my close family knit circle that love magic or even play it or understand it. So it's nice to go somewhere what? where there's a bunch of people who are like, yeah, I'm just as gung ho about this as you are. And you're like, cool. All right. I yeah. like this. this. This is nice to be understood. But yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And and on the, the flip side of that, actually, um, and this will kind of lead us into the next part of the show. Um, you know, there's also sometimes a collective like uh, pain. Right. And the one mm-hmm. thing I could think about is um, when Disney had purchased Lucas Oh. Lucasfilm, and they had made this statement that all of the extended books were not canon anymore; the that they do not lore. exist. Yeah, um, and you know, in, in the same way of Obi Wan's, like a collective, you know, mm. a collective yeah. crying <laughs> the out years loud. of beloved work just didn't matter. Even that, that. just now, yeah, you, you were movie quoting, and it was just like the three of us were like, we yeah. knew. It was just like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I get it. And, and, you know, that, that happens. And that's, that's a thing too, where I think a lot of people, you know, again, trying to keep this episode positive, but like also sharing the dismay of something, right. You know, I think when an actor passes away, you know, I think people also collectively, like, Hey, these are moments that we shared collectively, even though we were not in the same room, but yeah. we had those experiences mm-hmm. and, you know, that happens. And, uh, it's hard when those uh, negative emotions stay with us, but like hoping, uh, holding on to like how to cherish those experiences, I think what gets us through. But the next set, part of this conversation would be like, how do these phantoms get ruined? Um, and I think we've all experienced that feeling of where it's like you're almost kind of embarrassed to be part of that, right? You're almost yeah. kind of embarrassed yeah. that like people who will uh, champion or try to champion the thing that you love so much. Uh, you know, do things that are not, you know, well representative of like who you are and what you love about the thing and, and ruin it for the rest of us. So, I mean, something that I I think about like how it gets ruined the most is probably, um, and you know, sometimes these things are unintentional, right? So it's the, the unintentional sizing up of people, right? So if I say like, oh, I really like Avatar the Last Airbender and then someone says okay cool what's the name of the spirit that you know the blue spirit mm. sees and all that I'm like I don't know it's like oh well, I guess you're not that big of a fan yeah um, it's the prerequisite you know, like in order to in order to even be a fan you mm-hmm. must know and then a document is like thrown out on yeah. the table and it's like you must know all of this and you're like and, oh and, you know, we grew up, at least for me, my generation that I speak for, we grew up in the time of Xbox Live. So shit talking is a normal thing. And like having a, a playful gesturing between friends yeah, is a difference, though, for is sure. different than like someone you meet brand new. And then, you know, you do that same size up thing. You know, it's OK to do that to your friends if that's within your guys's conversation piece. But just know that, like. Not everyone that, you know, wants to be welcomed into a phantom, you know, wants the same treatment. You know, everyone should just kind of walk yeah. in freely and be celebrated for that sense. But well, I think that's one thing I think of. Yeah, definitely. And I think it, it, it's it's all because um, we're all different. We're all, we all have different pasts. We all have different experiences. And, you know, as somebody who was bullied when uh, growing up, it things affect me differently of just like and 
I'm not alone in that. There are people that had the same experience. And so I, when we were talking about this uh, topic and as it was coming up and, and uh, unfolding of the week and, and really kind of meditating on it and thinking about it, it's like, wow, it can be, it can, it can be accidental. It can be subtle. It can be, um, innocent. Like, cause you think that you're just, you're just chatting with a bro about something and kind of like what you guys were all both talking about of just kind of like the egging on and you don't realize like, oh, this is, this is not, this is not my audience for this mm. kind of thing. And it, it kind of like you, you're messing around with somebody and you, you accidentally gatekeep something, you know what I mean? It's like, and you're like, oh shit. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's innocent, yeah. but it's like, you know, it's, that is definitely how, how something, the, the, yeah, the best that my brain is like a prerequisite. Like you can't even like this thing until you, you know, these things about it or read this thing or blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Corey. I mean, <laughs> it's for me, I mean, it's kind of in the same vein, but it's like that, that thing when, um, people feel like they have ownership of this mm. shared media. So like, you know, if if someone else is like, oh yeah, I love Lord of the Rings too. And they're like, well, that's it's kind of my thing. And they get defensive about it. It's the, it's that it's that kind of thing that always turns me off a little bit too, <laughs> to almost bringing stuff up a lot of the time. They, they, are, they are the aficionado in the group and they can't have one other person also yeah. be the aficionado. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm also going to bring it back to magic again. Like when you show up, you know, there's definitely been times in uh, public events I've shown up to something with a certain commander that someone else runs and they won't play because it's their commander. And I'm just like, well, too bad they printed half a million mm -hmm. of these <laughs> to, <laughs> to give out to people. Um, Oops. But it's like, it's like that kind of thing. It's this strange feeling of ownership. Um, you know, and I try to rationalize it in my head. It's like someone you can love something so much that you feel like it's a part of who you are. But you have to remember that there's a lot of other people who probably feel that way too, and that's okay. Um, yeah, I've definitely run into some people who, who you know, I, I like to think I, I know a decent amount about Lord of the Rings, but obviously, I mean, you guys have probably seen the obscure Lord of the Rings facts guy on, on the internet uh, who I absolutely adore. Uh, but there's always people who know more. Um, and I've definitely run into a few of those people and uh, most of them are really cool and just want to share and talk about knowledge. Have no problem me asking questions. But there's been one or two who have just been like, "Oh, you don't know? I guess you didn't read the books or haven't read them in a long time." And I was like, "I haven't read them in a long time." So like, a, it's kind of like it, it's that that cliche. Um, actually, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, so it's yeah, it's it's the weird ownership thing for me that usually, you know, I mean, if we want to get expand on a little bit specificity you know, uh, with, with the star Wars community feeling like they had the right to bully certain actors, you know, as, mm -hmm. as a star Wars fan myself, it sucked to see because you're just like, wow, you're giving all of us a terrible name. Yeah, it's not it, our franchise. Well, even if you hated the thing, right? Like you, you know, you see people attack somebody because the, because they were cast in it. Or the like crystalline version of what you want is changed or growing. Um, and then so, you know, you don't keep your emotions in check. You don't keep your, your expectations in check. And like, it, it's not trying to say that people can't be upset or be offended, X, Y, and Z, whatever Have an it opinion is. opinion on it. But to attack other people for their opinion, that's the that's where we start losing, right? That's how it starts getting ruined and sullied, right? Like the the sprawling nature of what fandoms is supposed to be is, you know, that everyone kind of has fun and ha there's a slice there for everybody. Mm -hmm. And mm, when you yeah. start saying how people should enjoy their slice or that your slice is the 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 most purest form of it, and other people's, you know, uh, are 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 happy for scraps, it's like. Well, you know, no one like imagine someone did that to you, right? And mm -hmm. you know, there's always going to be someone that knows more or is invested more money into the thing. Sure, um, but that doesn't change the value that you should be getting out of that fandom or that uh, that pop culture um, phenomena at the time. So, uh, one thing that I I I absolutely this is kind of almost like the crux of like why I wanted to bring this up as as a topic piece was. 
I am very, very sick and tired of seeing two symbols on the internet. And it is, if you look at a, a an American alphabet, it's a V turned to its side on left or right, AKA oh. the greater than or equal or greater than or less than sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hate that shit. I'm so fucking tired of seeing one thing in compared to another thing when it, except it just for when all, it comes to accountability over accountability over entertainment for sure because it's it, it just what it does is all it does there's there's no analysis there's no investment all it is is some all it takes is two three images and all you're doing is creating conflict. All you're doing is saying to other people why, you know, their thing is shittier than your thing. And it's irritating. It's it's not constructive. It's not helpful. It's all, you know, maybe social media companies love that because they just want to aggregate more user interface and they want people to uh, be on the internet longer. But I absolutely don't think it's healthy for um people who enjoy a thing right it's like saying like you know doing the, doing one of those symbols or comparing evil dead as a franchise to the scream franchise it's like don't how about you just don't you know what you can do you could say like i like this more than that you know that's very simple um and you know everything I, I, as a proponent as, as as a subscriber of everything is an argument understand like yes you can have an argument your argument is your argument and it doesn't need to be like some mandate that you know pushes everyone to be like, well, my think thought is the think piece and the th- I am therefore a think leader. And I, you know, I'm not telling you, <laughs> yeah, your, your, your think yeah. or thought, you know, right. But like, you know, there's video essays out there. Right. And I think the better ones are not the ones that say like, this is why this is shitty or this is why this is good. They're the ones that say like, Hey, what do you think? I, I came up with these conclusions and these mm-hmm. are why, but it all comes down to if you see the same thing I do, then, you know, that should get spread around more. But there's a lot of video essays out there that just try to trash on something and say, like, this is shitty and there's no redemption or anything you can get out of a thing. Which and is I, why the David S. Sandberg, uh, David F. Sandberg one is just absolutely the penultimate video essay. for me. And he always comes across very like. Oh, you know, this is kind of what I think, and I think that's kind of cool. You know, that's yeah. that's well, I mean, there's there's no pretense to what him, he's him showing off why Shazam was certain things. He's like, this is why video essays are opinions. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I always call him Pony Smasher, but yeah, uh, his video essay was just phenomenal, showing like you don't know everything. Uh, you know, you don't, and we got to keep that in mind too for for uh, a lot of these fandoms too. Is that we don't know a lot behind the curtains we are the fandom that's the that's the point we are not the creators of these things we don't we don't have any you are the watchers of the people that have done the thing and yeah i uh i i didn't realize how passionate i was about this particular aspect uh and tell this week like i've always like in my brain always been like oh it's not better than it's not worse than it's different it's uh, it's just kind of the way that I've lived my life for a long time. And I never realized how passionate I was until I had a it seemed like the universe was like, here, let's let's talk about it. And like I a lot of recent uh, for myself. I know that I've talked about it a lot recently, but I, I really love the game. But Elden Ring, Elden Ring for me, uh, it became one of my favorite games of all time. That's how that's how big it was for me. That's how of an, of an experience that it was for me, but to be met with, I mean, the game's good, but like Dark Souls is better. I mean, you think this game's hard? Oh, that one's harder. And it's like, sure, sure. No, I no, I I I, I that's that's great. That's cool. I. I felt really good about my experience with this and I felt, uh, yeah. and that's, you know, you, that's, you feel invalidated for your experience and your joy of something. You're like, like Tom said, uh, bringing this up, you feel embarrassed. Mm. You're like, no, you're right. I'm not a real, I'm not, I'm not real. Yeah. There's a difference between having your opinion and targeting your opinion. Like it, it's, it's the idea that I have to take something from someone in order for me to feel better about my my choice. Like I want to make sure that he knows that I did this harder thing. And uh, I don't think he, because I completed this, I don't think he should enjoy 
the easier thing that he did because there's harder shit out there. Like it's a weird, it's a weird, it goes back to that litmus test that, you know, Tom was talking about at the beginning where it's like, uh, well, well, have you, you know, or, or even Josh said like, well, have you tried this game? So you don't really know how hard games get. Uh, it's weird. It's a weird like phenomenon of, of needing to take in order to have. No. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, Josh has brought up how he's been bullied. And as someone for me, I, as a, someone who, as a child, I did bully people. Um, I think of those kind of things and we have two opposite reactions, right? And everyone's different. And that's the kind of the joy you should get from a community is that everyone has a different experience of coming into it. Um, but not everyone's going to experience the same thing the exact same way. Uh, it's not 100% analogous, right? So if someone says to me, it's like, oh, you like Elden Ring? You should play Sekiro because it has parry things. I was like, hey, how about you go fucking eat my asshole? Um, you know, it's it's a not helpful comment where it's just like, you know, it's like, it's like, hey, I really liked Sekiro more than Elden Ring. If you want, you could try that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which... In, in in certain ways where it's like yeah everyone needs to it, it, it gets ruined by people needing to size up right and yeah i think putting things into of, a a box of some mm -hmm. sort and 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 a label uh, that yeah. it needs to have some sort of of lay i one more thing that like happened this week that because this isn't just like fandoms based on like subjects of like dc, DC comics or anything it's not just this stuff it's it's like film versus animation versus painting Box versus office versus yeah, yeah and it's like awards. Uh, my my niece who recently graduated from art school she was telling me about an experience where her instructors would tell her that her form of art which was she she's an anime she wants to draw animation was not a fine art while she was mm. in a photography class and and it was like whoa like it happens in a huge scale of like uh well this is better than this and you start to like break it down and you're like hmm i don't well, know <laughs> and i think those are like systemic you know but things that people subconsciously do right and that's you know if i grew up in watching dragon ball z and anyone that's getting into anime now who's like oh my god i really like chainsaw man i was like oh dude you should have been around for this you know you could take it in multiple ways you know sometimes people who are a little bit more sensitive to that are going to hear it and say like oh well apparently i don't know anything about anime or it's like oh well apparently this one's better than the one i'm watching or you can take it as like oh i should check that out if i like this kind of stuff right um but it's you know it's not saying that every conversation you're in it has to be a landmine but it's kind of also if you're the one who's trying to be uh you know promoting the the medium and and the and the, and the fandom you're in it, it's you know helpful to to try to be like oh if you really like that you should check this out this is really cool um instead of like oh dude the action in this is way better it's you know it's like how how constructive or versus how uh, reductive is your statement or suggestions to other people and um i think in a funny way we're you know we're very very well moving into the next part but before we get into you know the actual topic i think something that Corey talked about too was this entitlement that people have and this like ownership that it's like oh well the version i like is the one thing and i think that's one thing that stops it right where again it ruins fandoms is um people only wanting one version of it right they're mm -hmm. like oh star wars is only the original trilogy and you can go fuck yourself and it's kind of like jesus you know there's some people who aren't even born to know who alec guinness is or to even like be like oh who's you know james Earl jones or it's like they yeah. don't know these things and if you're you're constantly being like well if you don't know this then you won't ever really truly understand or appreciate it i think the tough thing is how you invite people to hey did you know like george lucas didn't have like any of the story right to the second movie but he had merchandise right of the first one and so he made the second one and like those are cool things that you can invite people to start you know, getting deeper into the thing. If, mm -hmm. if you feel like you want people, you know, to, to experience it as much as you have, but sometimes people just want to have a surface level, you know, relationship with it, which isn't wrong, but it's just how much they're willing to go into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I make the joke all the time that the matrix is a standalone film. <laughs> and there's two fan fan films after that, but in no way will I ever, <laughs> will I ever like make someone feel bad if they were to no. tell me in person like actually the second one is my favorite be like oh cool wait why, well, why? I, I, lo I love the third it is 
yeah. yeah. I, I love the third one because it has a Dragon Ball Z fight sequence at the end. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that that kind of stuff. It, it's 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 definitely a fine line, and I've definitely found myself on the accidental wrong side of that kind of thing. Um, you know, where where I was talking films with someone. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I didn't, you know, we'll, we'll keep it in the matrix for this example, right? Like, yeah, I didn't really like the second one. The, 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 the first one's kind of like where it's at for me, and I, I don't really care for the other two. And I didn't realize that I had made this other person who the third one was possibly their favorite film of all time, like, feel really bad. Um, and, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things I had to backtrack. And I was like, no, oh, I'm just like, it's just a joke. Like, I, I do understand that these kind of things, but it's it's tough sometimes because you don't, you want to include, you want to give your opinion at the same time. That's part of being in these communities, you know, uh, and it's, it's a fine line to, to walk. Um, and I think as long as you can be open and, and, uh, admit a mistake here and there, I think you yeah. can. It's how you do it. In a good like, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we've all either experienced it just like you were saying, we've all accidentally done it. We've all seen it or it's like, I, I've, when somebody goes, man, I really like this. And then the net, the first thing out of the person's mouth that they is, ah, I didn't really like that. And it's like, cool. It's a, it's a, I think we've yeah. talked about it on the show where it's, it's, it's a conversation stopper. And it like, I mean, it definitely oh. goes both ways too. Cause I've given oh, yeah. the opinion where I didn't like something and someone just goes, oh, okay, cool. And then it shuts down. I'm like, but like, <laughs> What did you like? You can keep this conversation going. I can. I'm. I. I feel like this can be a two-way street where I can give opinions and things I liked and didn't, and so can you. Um, you know. So there's also that. I mean, that goes back to that ownership stuff, I guess. There's definitely been some people who have just stopped conversations because they didn't agree with with something I either liked or didn't like. It's it's tough. And I think again, we again we've been naturally going right into the the final part, or you know, the actual topic uh, of the episode is like how to not be toxic, right? And mm -hmm. you know, we've all talked about like how our own experiences, like we sometimes have done something that's not saying like oh we're a toxic person, but it's like oh that's kind of like not cool, right? And yeah, I think in the rule, you know, they say in the world of D and D, it's like the rule of cool, right? So do whatever is cool, you know, like things that you would want other people to do, you know, for you in in a fandom where it's like oh. I'd like to learn more about it, or I'd like to be invited to do things, or I'd like to feel more included into um, the this community that I, I just stumbled upon. And I think there is an interesting dance between, you know, someone who potentially is like, I was like, if I say, man, I love the first Land Before Time. And they're like, yo, the second one, though, with Chomper? And they're like, oh, shit, <laughs> baby. You're like, damn, I like Diana Ross's song, and it's Deep so sad. Cuts. Yeah. Right? And then, and then, but then, you know, it's up to that person. It's like, oh, I just really like, because I really like the Chomper character. It's like, what do you really like about the first one? It's like, oh, I really like, you know, Ducky and Game of this Tree Star. Oh, and, Ducky. And it's how to continue the conversation. Never, you know, it's always like, uh, I think we've mentioned on the show, it's the the improv, yes, and, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's... If, even if, let's say, it's the most minority um, opinion, right? It's like, let's say Star Wars. We've been talking about that one a lot. Maybe because, because it's one of the fandoms that's the most divisive, also most controversial. But like someone says, you know, the rise of Skywalker is my favorite of all the Star Wars movies. And you'd be like, and you absolutely inherently, you know, your, you know, your veins are popping out through your neck. And you're like, how do I interact with this person who I don't agree with any of their opinions with? But it's like, okay, well, what do you love about it? You know, yeah. just give that sense and that opportunity. And then hopefully that becomes that learning moment, right? And then they turn that back on you and say, what do you love the most? It's like Empire Strikes Back because that's the only one that matters. And then, you know, you guys make a joke about that yeah. stuff. And that's actually how- Or like you, how I had to live my life, uh, you know, loving the prequels for 20 years before everyone else started to love the prequels suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I had to have that conversation a lot where people were like, well, what what's your favorite lightsaber duel? And I was like, Pull the face. Revenge of the Sith, like yeah. <laughs> Mustafar. Uh, I love Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. I thought Qui Gon Jinn is a badass character, and I got a lot of blank stares for a lot of my life. Uh, or that you know, glad everyone loves Andrew Garfield now too. Like it's it's it kind of you know if you stick with it long enough, kids. <laughs> Ain't nobody love me when I was nobody. I did. Yeah. And that's why yeah. kids, you should just be a fan forever because eventually everyone else will too. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, look at me that's... now. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Look at us. Um, um, no, I mean, I know, think I... that's a, a solid. Like, uh, it's the conversation 
about it. It's the communication. It's 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 learning how to communicate um, in those things. I uh, a classic example recently was uh, I played Elden Ring with my cousin David, who has experience with other games. He he's he's a gamer. He's He's, he's played a lot gamer. of games. He's yep. a gamer boy. And what I liked about the way that he, because we were talking about this idea of like, because I think I had just recently somebody had said, oh, you like Elden Ring. Well, then you sh this one's better or whatever. And he was like, well, let's break it down. What, what do you like about Elden Ring? And it was like, and we just, and he was like, is it the story? Is it this? Is it this? And we just had a conversation. It was a conversation about like, oh, the, I like this and this. And he's like, oh, well, then if you liked this, you guys have done it to me too. Where it's just like, oh, you like this aspect of it. That's really cool. You might like this. You know, it's a conversation. It's not a talking down on. It's a, yeah. it's an equal playing field. It's an equal ground to be like, oh, you know, you and not even assume. I, it's the assuming too. You will like this. It's like, you might like, oh, you liked My Hero Academia? You might like this. Yeah, I always phrase it with, I think you'll dig this. Yeah. Like that's my, my go-to phrase is, my personal opinion is, I think you'll like this. I also, I want to throw out also just remembering like, uh, the fact that different opinions are out there because everyone's had a different experience or different walks of life. Like I, I want to bring up our buddy Mikey, shout out, who, who, you know, let's, for example, say maybe I didn't love... Gauntlet of Fire, which I didn't uh, in the in the episode, but you have to remember that his experience was that with that was these books helped him through the hardest point in his life, uh, through like his first major bout of depression. Uh, I think he talked about it on the podcast too, where he was like expelled from school and didn't know what he was going to do with his life, and he found Harry Potter. Uh, so just like trying to keep in mind that anyone could have that type of experience. At least that's what I bring forward to it with any sort of fandom, right? With anything. Anything can yeah. be their their solace, their escape, their, this is how I, Tom shared an, an awesome video with me of like the, the psychology of Souls games and how people, like some people said, you know, this game, beating this game helped me to not end my life. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't know how important something or an actor or anything is to somebody. Yeah. yeah. And you uh, can't uh, assume well, based on your own opinion. The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. One, wait, I was going to say, one, one, of, one, of the sh one show that did that for me was How I Met Your Mother. And Corey fucking hates that show. I do. <laughs> and, yeah. and, but like, and that's the thing, I'm too. The same. I that show. It, it, I, it, I, say, it helped me. <laughs> I, and I, I want to flip it up to that too, where it's like, it's not saying that people can't um, not like things. Right. And so it's kind of like, Oh, well now I have to censor myself because I might offend somebody. Like for me, I like souls games, right? I like the Elden ring. I like the bloodborne, I like all of the things I absolutely abhorred the star Wars fallen Jedi man. And I'm just like, this is the most worst version of the thing, but in no way am I trying to tell someone that's listening right now who loved it, that they're dumb. That their yeah. thing that they like. How I was with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> exactly. And I'm it's like, not for I, me. I, that's my favorite Zelda game, right? And it's how to navigate those conversations. But also, you know, something I've I've tried to do a lot is say, like, I don't want to take anything away from you, but this wasn't something that I really enjoyed, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's like, I preferred this and I like these aspects of the thing. And, you know, it's it's hard, you know, in a, in a way to not be toxic try to avoid the the shit parade, the 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 party of just like, let's just stomp on this thing. Um because you find a lot of things that you don't like about it. Or, you know, even if you think like, oh, objectively speaking, I don't like this. You know, what does it do for the conversation you're having or the relationship? As Josh says, like you're relating to somebody. So do they share those sentiments? Do they not share those sentiments? Um, it's, it's not saying that every conversation you're going to have with somebody is always going to be like their first time hearing this thing. But it's kind of also gauging their level of of interest, love, passion, if not, uh, you know, there are some groups that don't really like a thing, right? Like maybe there's a correlation between all the people who love The Empire Strikes Back, love uh, uh, The Last Jedi, or, you know, maybe the opposite around, who people who love Return of the Jedi love The Force Awakens, you know, X, Y, and yeah. Z. Like, you're going to find those correlations, those pieces. And it's always kind of good to have the conversation to, to, to create a positive foundation before you just start shitting on a thing that they might like. 
Yeah, I mean, I've just, in fact, started the practice over the pandemic of just not voicing opinions about things I didn't like, uh, unless I'm specifically asked about it. Um, you know, we had a conversation with someone the other night about Star Wars, and until I was asked what I thought about the the new, I'm not a huge fan of the sequel trilogy, but until it was asked of me, I didn't bring it up, and I just find that that helps conversations move and everyone feels I feel better. The person who, who's sitting across from me feels better about it. Like it, it, it kind of doesn't add much unless it's a, someone's curious about it. Like, Oh, well, how did you feel about the sequels? I was like, ah, where my cup of tea? I felt this, this, and this, uh, a, B and C, you know, I much and, prefer the, the prequels to be honest, but, but no, I think I said, but I'm also the guy who loves the prequels. So what are you going to do? And, uh, and, and in, a, in, in, in no way is this meant to be like a, hey, this is how, this is a, a teach you how to have a conversation with people. Right, right, right. Something right. That, that people, well, no, I'm, because I'm about to give an advice. Something that you could all take after listening to this episode is answering the question you wish you were asked. Mm. So, Corey, tell me your favorite thing about the Rise of Skywalker. It's like, you know what I really liked? I really liked the last fight in The Revenge of the Sith. You answered yeah. that question in order to not answer the question. <laughs> yeah. And that that's helpful because like one, you're doing a positive, but two, you're also you engaging. Like I'm a big fan of lightsaber duels. In fact, my favorite is, yeah, there you, go. you know, and that's the thing where it's like, um, you know, why does, you know, if someone asks Josh a cornered question, it's like, why does Elden Ring suck? And it's like, you know, what I really did not like, you know, instead of saying like, instead of why this whole thing sucks, it's a question. Like, oh, one in particular thing that I don't like is this. And it's like, so I'm answering this question in that sense, but I don't, yeah. and then you can then interject and say, but I really do like the whole game overall. And hopefully if anyone has any type of social cues, they'll be like, oh, I'm not going to fuck with this guy. Empathy and, at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's, it's finding, you know, finding your own language within that to make sure that not only, at least what I'm trying to do is make, make not only the other people feel comfortable and at ease, because I genuinely want to know what people love and think about certain fandoms. I mean, especially ones I'm not personally involved in. I think that's fascinating as well. But within my own communities, just trying to kind of Tom said, you know, the rule of cool is just make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm supporting these people within my community who love certain things, even if they're not the things I particularly love about this media or whatever it may be. Because that's how I want to feel when I bring my favorite thing to the table. I would love to feel supported even if it's not the other person's favorite thing. Not that they can't have an opinion about it or that I want it because I do want to hear when people don't like certain things. But it's how it's brought about and how it's brought up and it's, how it's yeah, discussed. It's, a, it's a, um, a big proponent of it all for me is the validation and validation. Uh, it's like when you, in any sort of conversation of like, if you are having a particularly, uh, when I say passionate, I mean like a, a conversation uh, where somebody is like, oh man, I really like this. What, was, what did you like about it? And, it? and it's kind of like a, if you respond with any sort of negative, you are accidentally invalidating that person's experience within the, mm -hmm. within the conversation. And um, so, yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's figuring not figuring out, but it's just like being, it's something to be cognizant of when you are sure. talking to people of like, and I, I think about it like with mental health and emotions and, and being married, you know, it's like you learn a lot about like how you may accidentally invalidate somebody's experience of like, yeah. and how you communicate with, and it's like learning how to talk and discuss difficult things because I, what I've learned the most about this show is that sometimes it is hard to talk about the things that you love, you know, and having yeah. uh, disagreeing opinions and learning that and learning how to communicate in difficult situations, I think is a, is a huge, is, is something that like, and, and learning how to hear. Uh, or that differing opinions aren't an yeah. attack either. Yeah, exactly. Learning how to not take things personally of like the somebody just said something about my favorite thing on this planet, but it's not an attack on me. 
personally. Cause sometimes, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a, we're, we're human. We just like, we, so you hear some, Oh, somebody said this about Paddington. No, that's, mm-hmm. that's Josh, my favorite thing on this planet is peanut butter. And there are tons of people who hate it. You know, I got to live with that. Who are these people? No, I'm just kidding. Or, or, or there's people like me who just like, it's, it's peanut butter. I get yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> you know, another thing I've kind of learned to navigate trying to not be toxic in the communities because we all, like I said, we all made mistakes. I've definitely said something off the cuff and then later been like, wow, now that I'm thinking about that, that was kind of shitty. Um, you know, is there's no point. I think there's no point. It's too late to just be like, hey, by the way, I, you know, sorry about that. I didn't mean to to have that come off that way. I've definitely found myself more and more comfortable doing that in the moment or even, you know, there's been, in, I've been in conversations five, 10 minutes later and I'll be like, Hey, by the way, you know, a minute ago, I'm, I, I said this thing, I, that's not at all what I meant. Uh, and I've I'd done say, it like a couple of days later where I'm like, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. realized that I was a total ass. But like, I'd <laughs> say 99.9% of the time, if the person had been offended in the first place, just you bringing it up is like, Oh, okay. Well, we were just having a conversation. I, I get it. You know, there's always that. That's why, I do find myself saying, you know, do you know what I mean? Because especially tiptoeing around uh, fandoms and and things that are special to people, I want to make sure that my point is like, hey, does that make if you if you're upset, like tell me because it's not what I was intending. Um, yeah, I think just you know, big big part of being you know, not being toxic is just being open. Yeah, and I think one thing in particular is. You know, as as we grow, as time moves and things change, uh, fandoms and the thing you like can change, right? Uh, in particular, Josh brought up DC, right? So, not necessarily just the comics, the animation, and and the the live action films, um, but it all has changed, right? Someone's favorite version of Batman is Adam West sixty six Batman. And Someone's favorite no- Constantine is Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, um, except everything. I'm kidding. No, no, but no. like, no. It's so I actually that. love that movie. <laughs> I, I like the movie too. Um, and I can't wait for the second one. Yeah, and I think if things change, you should try to, you know, see how those changes go. Again, being inclusive and being open and being willing, being uh, reasonable and accepting um, will only kind of benefit you, right? Being toxic and negative is only a poison that you ingest every day and you're hoping other people drink it with you. Where, you know, if you let this thing grow and it becomes a Dark Knight Returns and it becomes the Batman anime series, it becomes a Burton-esque, it becomes, you know, it, it's allowed to grow and change. It's not, there's not one singular version that's crystalline and everlasting. It's, you know, it ha- it's how it changes and grows and invites more people to enjoy the thing that you like. And that gives you the beautiful opportunity to, you know, also take part in it and also say, hey, this is the thing I really love about Batman. And, you know, and then if anyone comes by and, you know, is curious about it, you know, reward them for that, you know, be like, Hey, this is the thing I like. This is all this story, blah, blah, blah. What do you like? And then they say, Oh, I really know because of this, you know, I'm really brand new. I'm a neophyte in some sense. Um, and that being said, if it changes to where Batman and Harley Quinn wear pink and they do crime together, like you, what you love never changed. What you love will always be there and you will always have the thing. Right. And if, if that changes and it's like Bruce Wayne's no longer Batman and it's another character, then that's cool. That's fine. It's going to allow the thing to evolve. And if that doesn't stick, it comes back to what it was before. Like Mm -hmm. there's no sense in getting your, you know, you know, your undergarments in a twist because of that kind of stuff. And it's, it's always going to be something that you kind of have to take a little bit of responsibility and seeing how other people are, are making it toxic. And then you can say like, Hey, let's, let's just share the things that we like about it instead of just having a, a, again, a shitting parade where you stomp on the things that you don't like. Yeah. And understanding like the, the, uh, I think we, I don't remember when we did this, but, or when this happened, but I just have always really loved this phrase of like, this is their run of that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, I've always really, because like it, it, you think of anything, oh, the writers are going to change. The, the animators are going to change. The producer is going to change. You know, it's like the, the company is going to change, you know, and it's just like all these things are going to change and they're going to move and they're going to flow. And you kind of, you, you can still love the thing that you love. Mm-hmm. whatever the original the 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 idea of it because i've had things where it's like it was this one thing when it first started and then i came into it in the middle and really liked it there i mean like a band 
some bands like they their yeah. their music their their music changes like even Muse Muse the uh, entire like, SNL sketch about Weezer about that exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but uh, oh, I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, it's it's uh, there are bands that you're like, man, their music when they first started is different than their music as it is now, 20 years later, and you're like, wow, it's and you're like, but that you can still like whatever that was, and like or what it will be or. You know, yeah. it's like, anyway. Yeah. But, I and mean, I just also want to say, like, also open to any suggestions y'all have. We're all still learning this. We're all still, it's a constant state of change and growing. And, uh, you know, as the, the world and fandoms continue to evolve and change, so does everything we're talking about. So, you know, I'm, I'm as we've said a bunch, I'm still figuring this out myself on how to navigate this better each time. Yeah, and, and it's always a conversation. So we want to hear what you guys think, you know, what, what makes fandoms not work, and then also what uh, you've learned and things you've used that help kind of in your own communities make it a better place for new people as well as people who are returning or people who are long form and loyal to that fandom. Like, you know, we want, it's always a dialogue. We want to hear what you think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm going to take a moment to just thank you guys because you guys have helped me grow as, as a, member of of any community really i mean uh just being a host and and i i didn't want to get too far into it when we were talking about it at the beginning because i didn't want to have spoilers of later parts of the episode like i just you you both have have helped me and i've noticed how i've noticed how the both of you have changed and how we mm. communicate together how we communicate just in general like about the things that we talk about I mean, we're hundreds of episodes into this show. We've, if you listen to early episodes, you're going to hear that, oh, Tom changed in this way. Oh, Josh changed in this way. And like feeling for me personally, even just feeling more comfortable to express negative opinions mm -hmm. and the right way to do it. You know what I mean? Like it's, like yeah. it's, it's, it's learning how to, of course, I have some other things that I've changed about myself that have allowed me to, to help me, but it's like, as a person being, I love what you s said, Corey, of like being open, of mm. being open to that change and changing yourself, changing the thing, the, the thing changes, like these things, it's, you guys are awesome. We're all, we're all trying to be better. We're all yep. trying to be better. We're all too. I mean, but I still make films with Tom. <laughs> you, so that has not changed. And I am just one. Josh. So yeah. Uh, one one of the one of the craziest comments I ever got was Tom's character development through the show has been the craziest thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that means, but uh, I, I appreciate it. I'll take it. So, it has. Uh, you're you're the the character that is Tom is kind of like. Uh, why am I forgetting the character's name in um, Zuko from Avatar? Zuko. Yeah, I'm like father. Uh, honor. That just thought that made me think of something. Uh, that's another comparison that comes up all the time is uh avatar the last airbender and cora like mm -hmm. so interesting to see the some some things are just interesting to watch yeah i, I mean just like debates and whatnot like it's just it, it's interesting it's a conversation that's interesting to take oh i've in. definitely been shit on for liking cora more and i yeah. live with that yeah, it's and fine. you learn. You it, learn like you. But it learn. came from a place of love. I'm sorry, Corey. Okay. It wasn't. You, <laughs> you discussed it too. with me. I have too. Where it's just like I, I've. But I came into it later in life, mm -hmm. and as an adult, I watched them back to back, and it was like, oh, I love Cora, and just to be like, just like shit upon for yeah. liking Cora more. It was like because the it, truth is though within the you know then there there's these sub communities right like there's there's the the, the big loud internet community at large that shits on Korra. But if you really talk to the people who love Avatar, it's, it's an, it's an equal, it's included. It's a, yeah, I love, I love both those things because any more of being in that world is great. And that's, I've been feeling that with Rings of Power. Like I'm a huge Rings of Power fan because any more time that I can spend in that world for me oh, yeah. is a happy thing, but boy, oh boy. I've been shit on for that. And it's, it is what it is, you know? And, and I mean, with the internet stuff, you know, I know we're getting a little long in the teeth, so we'll wrap it up yeah. soon. But uh, with the internet stuff, you know, like that's just a fraction. At the end of the day, money does talk and it is going to be about like how you are invested in things. So whether it's like buying new things like Greg uh, Weissman, who did um, uh, uh, Young Justice, 
you know, he told the fans that if they want a season three, they're going to have to binge it on Netflix. They're going to have to mm-hmm. buy the Blu-rays and all that stuff. And a lot of people did hashtags and stuff like that. So it's how you interact with that fandom. Oh, the director also, or writer. I think he was the director of Days Gone. It was like, there's a lot of people talking about wanting a Days Gone too. You have to buy Days Gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, that's how these things get made. Mm-hmm. And 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 when when people start seeing the interest in it, and then also start seeing the money behind it, that's when your thing starts growing. So yeah. that's where it comes down to. If you want, you know, a thing to to grow, you gotta have to interact with it or talk about it and share it and be part of those communities. And if you don't want a thing to grow because you just don't like it anymore, then you just don't be part of it. You don't interact with it, but you also don't have to shit on other people for doing that stuff. Right? right. It's always about giving and lifting, not about taking away and pulling people down. Yep. So. Yeah, that's, there we have it. I feel complete. I, I feel complete. I'm, I want to be uh, Elish Norn completed. Uh, okay. Wow. It's a magic thing. Wow. I include right. you in this community, Tom. I did, did, I do, did I do it? You did it. I don't understand that reference. <laughs> no, neither do I. <laughs> neither do I. It's just um, you're completed. Okay. Um, wow. That was great. Bring us out, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. If you're on your favorite podcast app, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, appreciate you. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, If you are new to NerdOn, welcome. Check out our website, NerdOn.tv. It has everything that we do. I mean, or links to everything that we do because we do twitch as well but our website has all of our episodes we are literally in the hundreds and we have multiple shows so check it out um and do check out that nerd on nation uh, that we uh talked about at the beginning uh it does allow us to grow uh continuing what tom was talking about you know it does allow us to grow it continue it allows us to keep doing this thing that we yeah. love doing um, and if you can't support us that way, you just even if you hate the show, just like everything, go through all of our thing, just like every <laughs> single episode, you know, co- make a comment, just show some interaction because it's all out of our hands. It's all up to the algorithm gods. Yeah. So go you on know, one of you, our playlists and just press yeah. play, minimize, mute, and then just yeah, and then just feel the karma expand your yeah, pay it forward. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a you know, embrace the good. Anyway, yeah, dead. Watch us. Share us with your friends, your families, your enemies. Those first. Mm-hmm. If you don't like us, share us with your enemies. I mean, that's yeah. a solid way to get back at them. And um, and how not to be toxic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Man, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, check out check out Focus Right. Check out Odyssey Embody. I think that's all the business. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. At the end of the day, take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. Spread the love. You know the drill. As always, nerd on. Nerd on. Ending broadcast.